Hey guys, and welcome back to this week's episode of Regardless of Reputation. If you are new around here, my name is Sarah, and I am so glad that you're here. Good morning, happy Tuesday, and I hope that you have your coffee with you. I know that I do, but I just wanted to start out this week's episode by saying I am going to keep the intro short and sweet. I have a ton of life updates for you guys, but I'm going to save them all for next week because I just want to hop right into the episode today. So yeah, I think that's honestly all I'm going to say right now, but I did just want to mention that I would love to hear your guys' experience with dating somebody in the military, if you ever have, if you ever would, and what that looked like for you. So after you listen to this week's episode, go ahead and DM me at regardless of reputation on Instagram, or you can email me at regardlessofreputation at gmail.com. I would love to chat with you guys. There's also an option to send me a voice memo through Anchor, which is so fun when people do that. So definitely always an option as well. Uh, Yeah, so that's all I'm going to say today, and I am going to stop talking so we can just hop right into the episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. guys and welcome back to this week's episode of Regardless of Reputation. If you're new around here, my name is Sarah and I'm going to be your host. So today is a super fun episode that I'm excited to talk about because it's something that was a huge part of my life for years and it's really kind of shaped how I view relationships and that is going to be military relationships and dating somebody in the military. I did this for pretty much the entirety of my college experience and I met this person my very first week of college and at this point they were in the reserves. Uh, He was in the Marines and he was finishing his last year of college so he was just in the reserves, had been for a couple of years and he would go once a month to do his training. He was applying for officer candidate school and that's a really big step. So he was finishing college in order to finish college, but also to apply for this officer program. And so the end goal was always that. And first semester, we were totally just friends, became super close. And I had always known how he felt about dating. And he never really felt that it was fair to date somebody because he was like, this, I know that this is what I'm doing. This is my dream to follow, not anybody else's. And, you know, he hadn't been in a serious relationship in a couple of years, like really since high school. And then we just got closer and closer. And at the very beginning, basically over winter break of freshman year, we were like, whoa, I miss you. This is so strange because we were just really good friends. And we kind of at that point were like, okay, this is more than friends. Um, We don't really know what this is, but we're going to find out. And it took us a while to decide that because we knew he was leaving that summer to go to Virginia and he was going to be there for a few months. And during that time, you couldn't really talk. You couldn't really speak at all over the phone. They didn't have their phones besides like a couple months into it on weekends. And that was literally it. And so we only, we told each other, okay, we're just gonna, we're gonna date until you have to leave. And then we're gonna call it quits. Like I remember calling my mom and being like, okay, she knew this person because we're really good friends. And I said, you know, listen, here's the thing. Like, I have feelings for him. He has feelings for me, but I don't think this is a good idea because I know he's leaving and I know this is going to hurt me. Like, I don't want to invest myself further into this because why would I put myself through that? I know he's going to be gone. I know this isn't going to work out. So what's the point? And she said, 
you have you owe it to each other and to yourselves to at least give it a try just see where it goes and so I remember I was super super hesitant just because I didn't want to put myself in that position and I had been hurt in the past and thought you know I don't know and he's not really the relationship type I don't know what I'm getting myself into I don't even know what this is gonna be but at the same time I was crazy for him and it was really scary because he had become one of my best friends and of course you go through the whole phase of I don't want to ruin this is this the right thing is this not and you never really know sometimes you just have to take the plunge take the leap and hope it works out. But I was like, you know what, if it doesn't, we were friends before we can be friends again. And we're both the kind of people who can do that. We're not, you know, we're not, I don't know. It was a really confusing, complicated thing, but we decided to give it a try. And so he ended up leaving that summer after we had dated for a couple of months. And basically the night before he left, I was taking him to the airport and we were with his family up at this uh, lake house they have. And we were laying there and I was like, what's going to happen? Like, what, what are we doing? We had barely talked about it up till then. And we had always said that we were going to call it quits before he left. And we were both laying there and it was just this moment of realization that we could not do that. So literally up until that moment at midnight, the night before he was flying out in the morning, we thought that we were going to drop him. I was going to drop him off at the airport. We were going to say our goodbyes and that was going to be it. And part of me always knew that that wouldn't happen because we, everything felt so right. Everything felt so good. We were really in a good place and we had come a long way and it just felt like the beginning of something super special and we were laying there and he he just looked at me and said I hadn't I didn't think it would be this hard to say goodbye to you like I don't want to say goodbye to you and I was like thank god (laughs) because I don't either and so we decided we're like you know we're not putting any expectations on this we just owe it to each other to try and so we decided you know he could write letters and so He was going to write me when he could, and there was just no expectation of him writing me every week or anything. It would just be when when he had time, he would write me, and when I had time, I would write him back, and we would see where it would go. The first ones were just, you know, kind of casual, but every single time I would get a letter, it would just get deeper and deeper and more of like, okay, I miss you a lot. Okay, I had no idea I would miss you this much. Okay, I can't wait to talk to you when I can have my phone for a weekend or things like that. And then when he did, we would talk on the weekend for hours. And uh, it just was very evident that this was not going to be ending when he got back. And then we were counting down the days for him to get home and for me to pick him up at the airport and all this stuff. And it was really special because I was in contact with his family the whole time. And I was really lucky to be in a position where I felt very supported. Uh, Even though we hadn't dated for that long, I had met his family and they were fantastic, absolutely wonderful people. And so it was really special to have that. And, you know, when you when you mutually miss the same person, it's nice to be able to talk to someone who understands almost exactly what you're going through. And so that was really nice to have that kind of support, which I'm going to talk more about a little bit later about how I think the best way to get through long distance and military relationships is because support is a huge part of that. You cannot shoulder this burden alone because it is very difficult constantly missing somebody that you love so much. So basically over the next couple years we did on and off long distance the entire time and we got pretty good at it and 
you know, I do have to say we are no longer together. So clearly it didn't work out in the end, but it was not because of lack of effort or lack of love. And I think that it's super important to be realistic about the relationship that you're in and to be really realistic about your long-term long-term goals and if you guys want the same thing out of life and you know in the end it didn't work out for us and this can be male or female this does not just apply to women everything that I'm going to say today I think 100% applies to men or women or however you identify um I think that this is applicable to everybody it just is going to be from the side of somebody who is or has been in a relationship with somebody in the military uh, because that's my own personal experience and that is all that I can share. When you're in the military, you do not have complete autonomy over your life. There is a bigger entity that gets to make 95% of your decisions for you, where you live, when you work, where you're going to be, how long you're going to be there, if you're going to get deployed, if you're going to work at a desk, if you're going to get home from at 5 p.m. or if you're going to get home five days later or all those things. And of course, there's some bits of control that the individuals have. But for the most part, when you sign that contract, when you sign up to be in the military, you are giving over your control. You are saying that you are not going to make all of your own decisions for the next X amount of years. And with the military being his career goal and lifestyle choice, we knew that. And I was fine with that. I was like, you know what? I, this is what you want to do. And I know that and I'm fully, you know, accepting that. And I realized that this is now going to be my lifestyle as well. So I would go visit him on base and see him for the weekend. But there's so many things I think that about the military that people don't necessarily know. Um, and I would talk for, you know, years if I was going to tell you all of them. But just some some little nuances that people might not know is like, for me visiting him when he was at Quantico, I couldn't get on base without him because, you know, I'm just a, civ a civilian and you have to have like a military ID or a family um, military ID card to get onto base without any problem. You're not necessarily supposed to have people in the barracks when he lived in the barracks. And so we would have to rent a hotel room for the whole time that I was there and just little things like that, that just makes everything a little bit more challenging. And I'm 100% saying, not saying that it's not worth it because when you love someone, you will like jump through rings of fire for them. And we did for a very long time. And that's awesome and I wouldn't change it for anything in the world but these are just little things that people don't always know and so I think that it's important to know that it's not like when you're doing long distance with somebody who maybe goes to a different college as you you guys can book a flight for the weekend you can see each other whenever you want the military is just not like that they don't get to come home whenever they want you can't visit whenever you want I mean it's totally doable and I don't want to scare anybody who is thinking about getting into this situation or is currently in this situation because a lot of people do it and a lot of people do it well and I'm trying to tell you to like learn from my mistakes and there's so many things that I wouldn't change for the world but there's some things that I would change just you know with 
hindsight is 2020. And I think that, you know, all these things that I'm sharing with you guys today, I wish that somebody would have maybe shared with me before, but everybody's situation is unique. Always do what your heart is telling you to, what you know is right in your heart of hearts. And, you know, sometimes things just work out differently for people. So I just want to say, first of all, I have nothing but love and respect for this man. He is incredible and doing great things. And I truly, truly wish him nothing but the absolute best. He showed me what love is and I am incredibly thankful for that and for him. Um, and I had a lot of great experiences and memories and there's a lot of fun things that come along with being in a military relationship also. Like it helps solidify my love of travel, getting to visit him and we would road trip all up and down the East Coast and take road trips to New York and North Carolina and do all these really amazing things. And I got to visit him in Quantico and got to experience all these things like Marine Corps ball and all this stuff that's super magical and plus everyone knows that a man in uniform is super sexy so there is no denying that. Uh, I think especially the Marine Corps uniforms are <laughs> real nice but yeah so there's so many positive things also. I just want to be as raw and real and honest and open with you guys as absolute possible so this is just some of the things that I have learned and would change and that doesn't mean that it's things that you should change. I just think that it's things that you should be aware of and I think that I want to start with talking about the struggles because there certainly is struggles that you will go through and as I've already mentioned one of the biggest ones in my opinion is distance. I mean like I said, it throughout the entire relationship that I was in, we did distance, like, intermittently the entire time. And distance is actually pretty much what ended our relationship because he was going to be in Virginia for much longer than we thought and things just weren't working. And that's, you know, sometimes okay. And it was just really, really hard because he came to the realization, which is the same realization that he had had before we ever started dating, that I would spend my whole life following his dream. And while we were breaking up, he was like, you know, this isn't fair to you. Like, this is my dream and not yours. Like, you're going to spend 20 years following me around from base to base, never being able to find what you're passionate about or do the things that you're passionate about to the fullest extent that you could because you're going to be chasing my dream and that is so unfair and at the time I just kept thinking like this isn't his choice to make like I would be perfectly happy following him around and being his wife or his girlfriend or fiance or whatever that would be fine with me. I would be okay with that. And it took me a really, really long time to realize after we had gone our separate ways that you should never be fine with something that's the rest of your life. You should never be happy enough doing something for the rest of your life. You should be over the moon about it. You should be so passionate about it. And don't get me wrong, I loved him so much and I would have done that. And that's what I thought my life was going to be. And I would have I would have truly been okay with that. But the thing is, is he saw before I did that I never would have reached my full potential if that's what I was doing. And it wasn't fair to me. And like I said, everybody is different. Some people live for that, like being a wife and being a mom. And I applaud you up and down. Like it takes all kinds of people in the world to make it go round. And that's just at my core, not 
who I want to be first and foremost. Like I, I have become a very independent person. And so it's, it would have been hard for me to spend my whole life chasing somebody else's dream. And that is me being super real and honest because, you know, I think that that's hard to admit sometimes when you love someone so much, you want to do anything to make it work. But at the end of the day, sometimes love is flat out not enough. And so I think that that's really hard to admit sometimes. And with that being said about chasing somebody else's dream and kind of coming into my own and finding out who I was, um, I feel like my words sound much better when I write poetry. And if you don't know, I'm actually writing a poetry book. And I'm going to read you a quick poem from the book because I feel like it sums up these thoughts so much nicer than anything that I could say into the microphone right now. Um, and so this poem says, they wouldn't wait. You sighed your life away. You followed your dreams and I never would have seen all the things I've seen if I stayed the same girl I was at 19. And I just feel like this is so crucial because I feel like in our lives we have a relationship that helps us truly find who we are in the best possible way because they forced you to grow and learn and discover yourself and this was that for me and I'm incredibly thankful for that um but like I said a lot of it was done distance and it basically there's so many different factors that play into this and there's distance both with deployment and changing bases and if one person's still in college or the other person can't move with them or if they're not married you can't get if you're not an officer you can't get um like housing paid for but basically there's so many different parts of distance long distance relationships and also time zones play a huge factor into this. He was on the East Coast. I was on the West Coast, Virginia and California, literally as far away from each other as we could get on the same continent. And we were three hours ahead or he was three hours ahead. I was three hours behind. And it was hard because, you know, when he was getting up at 6am, I was still asleep because it was three o'clock in the morning. And when we would try and talk, if it was dinner time for me, it would be bedtime for him. And so you really have to want this and put effort into it because there's also the aspect of not only are they physically far away, but sometimes just the mental capacity is not there because during these intense trainings, they've had full days or literally days on end of having to think about, okay, I'm doing survival training. Literally, where is my shelter going to come from tonight? I'm in the middle of these woods and have to figure out how to find my way back to point A or point B, or I have to do all these things. And it's so physically grueling. You're always kind of put second and it's not because they don't love or care about you it's because they physically have to put you second and mentally have to put you second because this is what consumes their days and their lives and also the training that he was going through for officer candidate school and TBS and OCS and all that kind of stuff it it's very very intense training and so my needs and my thoughts always kind of came second and this is not to say that I was not valued or put first as much as possible I'm just saying that if you're in a military relationship you will never come first and that's something that you have to accept like they 
it's not even a choice that they get to make at that point. It's a choice that the military gets to make as to what they do and what time they have off and all those things, like when they get to come home and um, holidays are never guaranteed and birthdays and all those things that most people would have with their significant other. That's not a guarantee. That's a privilege. And I think that on the flip side, the distance and that limited time together makes you appreciate everything so, so much. Whether it's a FaceTime call or a dinner date over FaceTime for an hour or literally just a text in the morning saying like, I know you're still asleep, but I just want to say have a great day or things like that. Literally everything is so much more appreciated. And that was something that was always so cool about our relationship is I never took any of it for granted. And I know that he didn't either. And it's really, you know, it's not a nine to five job where they get to come home every night. And there's trainings and relocations and no set hours. And these are all things that you guys both have to be okay with. And if you need a relationship that is, you know, someone that you can sleep next to every night and count on to be there every single time you need something, it might not be for you. So basically my advice to you, if you are in the situation, you're in a relationship with somebody in the military or someone thinking about joining the military, just have realistic expectations. Know that things can change at any time. And I think this should apply to anybody, not just somebody in a military relationship, but just be realistic and be a little bit flexible. And it's going to take some adjusting if it's not something that you're used to, but you know, some people don't want that and that's okay. You're allowed to say, hey, this isn't for me. And that's not wrong of you. And you have every right to do so. So really dig deep and figure out what you want out of a relationship, what you want out of life. If if this is something that you can live with and learn to accept and know that there might be a time where they're on deployment for nine months and they don't get to come home and you don't get to talk to them. And there's all these things that you really have to think about and say, what am I willing to give up for this person? What am I willing to sacrifice for this person? And not in a negative way, not all sacrifices are bad, but just really think about it because it's something that will affect your life ongoingly for the entire time that they're in the military. And if this is not something that you as a person can handle, get the heck out early because it's hard. There's no denying that it's really, really hard. And that's why a lot of the times it doesn't work. But a lot of the times it does and it takes the right kind of people and people who are willing to put in the work and put in the effort so you have to be willing to show up every single day as you know a equal part in this relationship and do all the things that you can do and have open communication communication is so important which is something that we really got great at because we did distance for so long that communication is all you have you have phone calls you have facetimes you have letters you have texting it's a heck of a lot of talking you have emails you have you know all these forms of communication and honestly it's amazing because it really strengthened our relationship because we got to know each other from top to bottom. Like we knew everything about each other because we would talk for hours about all the stuff, about our past, about our future, about what we want, about our days, about, you know, who we want to be, who we are, all, like just so much talking. And then when we were together, it was really special because we got to experience things that we didn't get to experience most of the time. So like I said before, nothing ever went unappreciated. But with that being said, with distance, 
comes a little bit of loneliness. And if anyone has been in this position or any long distance relationship, you will be lonely at some point or another. There's no sugarcoating that. There's no denying that. And like I said, I just want to be completely transparent with you guys, not to scare you, just to be honest. And it can suck sometimes and that's okay, but you have to choose if it's worth it or not. And, you know, like I was in a sorority and he was never able to come to most of my formals or sorority events and things like that. And I would see all my friends who were in relationships, dating, like getting to go on all these dates and getting to just sleep over at their guy's house and be five minutes down the road. And for a majority of the time, that wasn't ever an option for me. And so it can be lonely. And there was, you know, months where we would only be able to write letters and I would just want to, you know, he was my best friend. I would want to call and say, hey, you know, this happened today, but I couldn't. And it was okay because we had found other ways to kind of help the loneliness, but it will be lonely at one point or another. And you just have to find ways to get yourself out of that funk, like surround yourself with great people, find a job that you love, have hobbies. I'm going to get into all of that. Um, But another struggle that I've really seen, um, not necessarily as much for us, but I mean, it's, there's always a learning curve when it comes to something like the military. If you didn't grow up as a military brat, then you won't always know the lingo and you won't always know all the things that people are talking about. And I super, super highly suggest learning all the lingo. There's so many abbreviations and things that you might not know. And I mean, just, it varies from branch to branch, but some of them are like OCS, TBS, MOS, all these things, and it would go such a long way if you just go out of your way to learn military time, learn the lingo, so you can have conversations with your significant other more easily. With those things being such a huge part of your boyfriend's life, it's really nice. I know that my ex-boyfriend really appreciated it because I took the time to learn all these things, and it just showed that I cared. I was going the extra mile to be able to have in-depth conversations about his career and his life. And I think that it just, all the little things that you can do in any relationship just really help and show that you care. And at the bottom, like at, at the end of the day, I think that most people just want to know that you care and you're putting the work in and putting the effort in. And when they see that, they reciprocate it if you're with a good person and they'll want to put the work in to do the same thing for you and show you that they care about you and go the extra mile. Uh, So I think that that is a really easy thing to do that will be greatly appreciated. On that note, with the military life come the military wives. And I say this with hesitation because... There is kind of a stigma, I think, around the military where people get married really young because they can move with their significant other and they get health coverage and they get more money, they get paid more, they get, you know, all these perks, they get housing to live off base. And there's so many reasons that getting married young in the military could be beneficial. But I strongly strongly encourage you to treat this relationship like you would any other relationship and proceed with caution and truly get to know the person and 
figure out what this life looks like for you and for them and if it's something that you want forever and take your time. There's no need to rush and I know that sometimes it can just feel like the easiest option but marriage and relationships and all these things are not easy. So choosing the easiest option 99% of the time will not be the right option for you. And of course, there is no magic formula. There is no exact equation and things are different for everybody. So obviously, look at your own situation and make your own decisions. But I just caution you to be careful getting married really young because there's such a high divorce rate in young people in the military because they jump into these things because the perks sound great. And, you know, with that comes the, the younger military wives and things like that, that when I would, when I would visit in Quantico, there'd be wives who were not very accepting of me visiting because, oh, I'm just the girlfriend. Yet I had been dating my boyfriend for longer than they had even known their husband, but they were married. So they felt, I don't want to say better than me, but you know, I didn't live there. I wasn't in the inner circles. Like I was only there a few months, um, or like a few times over the year. And it's kind of clicky. Like it felt very, a uh, like high school drama situation for some of the people that I was around. And then there was other people who were incredibly kind and welcoming and welcomed me into their home and just really made me feel included. And those people are obviously greatly appreciated. And I loved getting to meet all those people, but not all the wives are that accepting. But honestly, just be kind and show up anyways and a them problem, not a you problem. And just show up as your best self. And I mean, my mom always says, which I think is the truest thing, like, it's hard to be mean to someone who's always nice to you. So I think that that's really important. Just know that that might happen. And you know what? You don't have to surround yourself with those people if it does. Find your people and... I think that that's super important and it's also nice to have support where you can talk to other wives or girlfriends of your like boyfriend's friends when you're not in town just to kind of feel included and feel obviously talk to your significant other about this first don't just do all this behind their back but communicate say hey I want to feel included when I'm not around like is it okay if I start a group message with these wives or girlfriends that are here and not that you need their permission just you know communication is important and just find ways to feel included even when you are far away. There's also the struggles of just figuring out a relationship with the other person, what it's like falling in love, figuring out your love languages, and just having a relationship is hard work and maintaining that relationship is hard work. And so obviously communication is so important and having candid conversations with each other about, okay, this is what makes me feel secure in this relationship. This is what makes me feel good. And we can do these things like we used to have FaceTime dinners and it was like date night for us because it got to a point where I was like, you know what? Like I'm sad. I, I want to be able to do all these things for you. And so we made the best of the situation and we would have meals together on FaceTime and we would do things like that where we would schedule time. And it felt like, okay, Friday night, we're having a date. And although for us, it was just on FaceTime, we still had that time scheduled and made time for each other. And that's crucial in any relationship, in any situation. But 
I feel like those are the main struggles that I wanted to talk about. And I wanted to move on to what I like to call safeguards. And I know that this is never the fun part of talking about relationships. Uh, Neither are the struggles, but they're important. And so are the safeguards. And I was young when I was in this relationship. I was just barely 18 years old when I met him. And I was with him for a few years and very, very crucial years of my life. And I didn't know to build safeguards for myself. I never pictured a day where he wouldn't be my husband and we wouldn't have a beautiful life and family together. And I just didn't have the realistic idea that this could maybe not work out in the end. And so I didn't do these things. And I so, so strongly encourage all of you to do them because when our relationship ended, I was just about to finish college and truly my whole life changed direction because it no longer went from me moving to wherever he was stationed. It went from that being my entire life plan after I left where I was going to school to thinking, shit, I literally have no life plan. I have to readjust my entire life because I built my next moves. My my foundation was built on the idea that this was going to work. And although I think that you should wholeheartedly believe in your love, I think that you should also be realistic and have a backup plan and take steps to ensure that you do have a safeguard. And some of those things that I think are really important in doing that are all things that you should do anyways, because they're really important just for everyday life to begin with, whether you're in a relationship or not. But it just, I think, makes the fall a little bit easier if for some reason it doesn't work out in the end. Uh, The first thing I want to talk about is build a community around yourself. Surround yourself with people who don't make you feel alone. Surround yourself with people who believe in your dreams and encourage you and make you feel good and do all the things that a community is supposed to do. And do things with them. Go out, have fun, go to dinner, have mimosas on Sunday morning, brunch, have a book club, go to yoga together. I don't care what you do, but surround yourself with your own people and have a community and whatever community looks like for you, submerge yourself in that and surround yourself with that. And by doing that, I think it's so much easier to remain an individual. And I feel like I completely lost my individual identity while I was with this person. Because like I said, I started dating them my freshman year of college and he was older. And so all his friends became my friends. And I was always blah, blah, blah's girlfriend. And everyone was like, knew me as that. And so when I no longer was, I was like, who the fuck am I? Like, I have absolutely no clue who I am. I know what I feel. I know what I think. But I truly do not know who I am anymore because I have spent so long being identified as somebody else's and I just wasn't that anymore. And I was not okay with that. And I don't want that to happen to you because losing yourself in somebody else is such a tragic thing that can be avoided. If you take nothing else away from this episode, please take this away. Never ever mold yourself into another person. Love them and appreciate them and value them for who they are, but do the same for yourself. And you should always remain an individual with your own identity. And 
have things that are just for you. And this is not just for military relationships. This is for anyone ever. Stay true to yourself. And there's so many things that you can do in order to be your own person and have your own things in life. And some of them are go to school, find something you're passionate about, find a career that you can move a lot with. Maybe that's working remotely. Maybe that's finding a career that they have offices all over and you can transfer, but have a career, not just a job. And I think that it gives you more fulfillment. And obviously, sometimes that's not an option. Sometimes you just have to pay the bills and a job's a job and that is totally okay. But I think having a goal to work towards and having something to be excited about that's all for you is really, really important. Um, also, find hobbies, find things that you do by yourself, whether, like I said before, that's book club or yoga with friends, or if that is painting or sculpting. Honestly, it has, it has no, it doesn't matter what it is. Just find something that's just for you. And have out, have friends outside of the military world and not just other girlfriends or wives and stay in contact with your old friends, your new friends, just meet people who are not a part of that world because if one day you're not a part of that world either you don't want to be all alone on the outside looking in so definitely I think that those are really important things as well as talking about expectations early on if you're starting to date somebody and say you're still in college and they're graduated I'll just use that example because that was the case for me uh what's the expectation if they have to get shipped across the country and have a new base or a new station are you going to go with them are you going to finish school where you are are you going to transfer colleges are you going to do school remotely what does that look like and what do they want what do you want and have that conversation do not just say like oh, okay it'll all work out because it'll only work out if you work it out and that's super important and also talk about will you have a career do you want kids when do you want kids all the things that you would normally talk about in a relationship but are you going to be a stay-at-home mom are you going to you know what's going to happen what does the future look like and especially what does the future look like if you're talking about getting married soon or young what do those things look like have the conversations they are not fun but they are important and also like at the bottom of this what do you want their military career will make a lot of decisions for you but at the end of the day like what do you have control over and what do you want and talk about those things and choose if this is the life you want for yourself and it, like I said before it's okay if it's not and this is not for the faint-hearted or for someone who is not you know fully in this if you're not 100% in this then it will never work but yeah, so basically talk about all those things that you would normally talk about in a relationship, plus all the caveats of a military relationship. And after all of that, have a backup plan. Have the most important safeguard. If you don't have that relationship, will you be okay? And this applies to any relationship, I feel like. And it's advice that I wish that I had before. Like, never give all of you to somebody because if they leave, what do you have left? And that's why I think all these other things are so important because don't put all your eggs in one basket like that's such a true saying and protect yourself and it's okay for you to do that and it's not because you love them any less or you don't think it's going to work out it's just you putting yourself first and that is okay and so 
what would life look like if you broke up? Would you be able to support yourself? Would you be okay? Would you be, you know, able to be happy again? Would you, you know, and spoiler alert, like, you can do all those things, I promise you. And it just is setting yourself up for success in the best way possible by doing all these things. And that does not devalue your relationship because you are putting yourself first in a healthy and loving way. You doing these things that are going to better yourself and give you your own identity, they're going to do nothing but make you more attractive to your partner because What's more attractive than somebody who has their shit together, who has a career path or goals? And it doesn't necessarily have to be a career path, but just something that you're passionate about and that you are good at and you make time for. And I just think that that's so attractive in guys, like having drive and having passion and having things that are their own that they've spent time cultivating. And I just think that that's so great. And I also want to take a few minutes to talk about ways to keep the spark alive in the relationship during long distance, uh, specifically with military relationships. And some of these will apply to just regular relationships as well. Actually, pretty much all of them really, which is fantastic because it's, you know, you can share these with your friends or if anybody that you know is in a military relationship and you think that this podcast might be helpful for them, please make sure to send it over their way. I mean, I wish that I had more resources when I was in this position and I really, like I've said before, want to be as open and honest and transparent with you guys as possible because I want this community to feel like a community and really gain knowledge from every single possibility. And I'm going to be talking about this over on my Instagram today, over in my stories, and I'm going to post some photos and uh, do do some fun stuff over there. So if you want to follow all along on that and be included in those conversations, also some send in stories and things like that, you can go ahead and follow my Instagram for the podcast, which is just at regardless of reputation. And it's a super fun Instagram over there. So check that out. I would love to include you guys in the conversations and send in stories and that kind of stuff. But anyways, that's enough on that. I want to hop into keeping the spark alive. So I wrote down some notes for this one, things that I really thought like were, you know, top five um, things to do that really, really make a difference in a relationship. Uh, that's long distance. So the first one I am going to say is actually writing letters to each other because you can include details from your day that they wouldn't necessarily hear otherwise and um, that they might feel like they're missing out on because I know that that's really hard. You miss out on little mundane everyday things that people who are in relationships and maybe live together or spend a lot of time together take for granted. Like you don't get to laugh while they're brushing their teeth and they look silly or you don't get to do those little things. And so writing letters is so personal and it takes time out of your day and it doesn't have to be all the time, but I mean, it just is really personal and you get to see their handwriting and you have something that you can hold on to. And it's so much more personal than just like a text, which is also a great tool But we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, Personally, I'm a huge fan of letter writing. I just think that it's special and not enough people do it anymore. It really shows that you care. And also, if you're feeling real wild, you can do like little dirty R-rated letters. Uh, Maybe slip in a Polaroid or two of yourself. Um, 
but that's so fun and different and unique and I think that it goes a long way and it's really appreciated. So write a letter saying I miss you, I love you, whatever, send a little nudie, whatever you want to do. But the second one that I was going to say is care packages are so fun and make you feel so special. I don't know about you guys, but I just love getting mail and I just think that it's so fun and so nice when somebody shows that they put extra effort into making you feel special. So the care packages, I used to do at least one a month and I would do them holiday themed and I got real creative, literally like every single holiday that came around, I would make a care package for. And it was so fun, like once or twice a month. And he always knew if there was a holiday, he'd be getting a care package and I would decorate them and make them themed and really went like all out on these. And I had so much fun doing it. I mean, granted, I like worked in a craft store and like am a very like crafty person, but it was so much fun. And literally all the other guys in his barracks would be like, Hey, like, has Sarah sent you a care package? Like, did she send extra cookies? Like, and so it was really fun because it got shared with other guys in the barracks. And it was just a really fun thing that I know he loved also. And so I cannot recommend that enough. I will post some pictures in my stories today of old care packages that I had sent. So obviously I'm a huge fan of the care packages. I think that they're great. There's so many things that you can put in there. Like you can put their favorite food, dried fruit, cards, pictures, decorate it, um, holiday themed things, uh, depending on where they are, like things like beef jerky, things that don't go bad. You can home make desserts and send those. So there's so many different options. The third thing that I recommend is something that I said earlier in the podcast, but FaceTime and Zoom dates. Right now, we have more technology than ever to communicate and make distance feel like it's a lot closer than it actually is. So what I highly recommend is have a date night. And obviously things can change and things do change, but if you have something to look forward to, it makes it so much easier. And it's nice to like eat meals together and plan out days and times, even if it's just like, hey, we can go both get coffee at the same time and sit there and drink our coffee together and have a conversation, catch up on our day, see each other face to face. And this could be interchanged with a phone call. I just like the Zoom and FaceTime because it's more personal getting to see their face and their expressions and, you know, falling in love with those little things like how they raise their eyebrows or the way that their eyes crinkle when they smile, you know, all the little things that you miss about people when they're not around you. So I think that that's a really fun thing to do. Uh, the fourth one I highly, highly recommend, and this is book a trip as soon as you get back from your last one from seeing each other and that way you always know the next time you're going to see each other and it gives you a hard and fast date to look forward to and to plan and I feel like it just makes the time go by faster and obviously their schedule can change your schedule can change things can always change this is just you know something that we really like to do because That way we always had an idea of the next time we were going to see each other and it really having something to look forward to is so important and I feel like we've all learned that more than ever like being mid-pandemic having things to look forward to truly can change your outlook on life and so I think that that's so crucial in a relationship when it you don't see each other all the time. Um, The next one I'm going to say I'm actually going to give you guys more than five because I just keep thinking of more and I want to give you guys as much information as possible. But the next one is like just 
random texts, whether they are sweet or romantic or intimate or flirty, but just something out of the norm. And like midday or like mid work day or school day, just send them a little text letting them know that you're thinking about them and that they wish you were that you wish they were there, but not in like a guilt trip way just in like a oh I miss you it would be nice to have you here kind of way and I think that that is an awesome way to just make them feel wanted and loved and thought about and okay so number six was something that was super important to me and staying in contact with their family while they're away if you live close it's so nice to have that support and you know you're all missing the same person mutually and you have that in common and you still feel get to feel like you're around them. And obviously communicate with your partner and talk to them, see how they feel about this. I was super thankful that I got to be around his family all the time when he was gone. And it was so much fun because we were still building and growing a foundation and relationship with not only each other, but his family and my family. And it was really, really special. And I loved that a lot. And I, I truly loved his family so much. And so um, that was something that was really special to me in time that, you know, it was important for all of us. And so, you know, talk to them about that, see how they feel, see how their family feels. It totally is dependent on your relationship with their family, with them, all that kind of stuff. But talk about it. Um, the seventh one I'm going to say is celebrate the little victories. So whether that's celebrating the next time you get to see each other or celebrating an anniversary or... It doesn't even have to be anything that big. Just celebrate the little things and enjoy the time that you have together. Like truly be present and enjoy every single second because that's time that you'll never, like that time shouldn't be wasted at all. So also enjoy things like Marine Corps ball and all the really fun things that come along with that. Uh, and you know, every time you get to be together or pick each other up at the airport, like make signs or do fun things like that that just go above and beyond to like make the other person feel special. Okay, so if you can't tell already, I love little acts of kindness and I definitely express my love in that way. And something that I used to love doing was every single time that we would leave a hotel, I would take the hotel notepad and write a sweet little message and stick it in his jacket pocket or his suitcase or somewhere where he wouldn't see it right away, but would see it soon after I left or he left. And that way it was just like a sweet little, I love you. I miss you already, you know, that kind of thing. And so uh, we ended up just making that like a tradition and after we would leave a hotel, we just, you know, would know that that was there and it was really special and I really enjoy little things like that and I think that some of the best relationship advice I have ever gotten is really simple but so, so important and literally just never stop doing the little things because if you constantly feel loved and supported and seen then it makes everything else so much easier. And when you disagree, then you you have the foundation and the communication tools to work it out instead of just having these like massive blow up fights. And just, you know, when you feel constantly loved, it's much easier to, I think, be a little bit happier in your relationship. And at least it was that way for me. And I hope that it is for you too. But 
on that note, I think that it's really important to mention. I know that sometimes things are hard to talk about over the phone and sometimes you want to talk about that them in person. And I think that there's some conversations that yes, should definitely be had in person. But other times, I think it's also easy if you're not seeing the person face to face to bottle up feelings. And something that I just want to say is don't do that. Communication is the most important thing. Have conversations with your partner and work through things as they come up. Do not save it for when you see them and say, okay, there's X, Y, and Z that I'm really upset about. And I want to talk about this. Your time together is so precious. Don't waste it arguing or fighting. Talk about it beforehand. Get everything worked out so you guys can just have an incredible time together and get to spend that limited time having and making really good memories. So, of course, you know, like always, things can happen, but do your best to make that time really special because you don't get that much of it. And so it's important to make the most of it when you do. Um... Honestly, I think that I have talked for a very, very long time. If you are still here, I hope that this has been helpful for you, truly. Uh, I had like six pages of notes to cover, and I think that I got all of it in. I know that there's so much more that I could talk about, and I really had to condense a lot of things because there's so much to be said. And I think that, you know, I, I have a lot to say about it because it was my life for years and such a long time, and I want to help you guys and make sure that, you know, if you're in this situation and feel alone, you're not alone. A lot of people are going through this and, you know, I hope truly that everything works out the way it's supposed to for you guys. And if you ever have any questions or want to talk about it, my DMs are open. Once again, my Instagram is regardless of reputation. Uh, you can also email me if you want to send in a story or ask questions, get advice, anything like that. My email is at just regardless of reputation at gmail.com. And you guys can reach me there as well. I reply to all my emails. I reply to all my DMs. So definitely I would love to chat with you guys, hear your experience. Uh, if you agree or disagree with the things that I said, um, keep it respectful though because, you know, this was a hard, hard episode for me to record because it does bring up a lot of old memories. But I am so thankful for you guys listening and I wish you nothing but the best and I really hope that you guys got a lot out of this. So I'm so thankful and stick around for next week's episode. I can't wait to reveal next week's guest. It's going to be super fun. So thank you guys so much and I will talk to you soon. Bye.